The views and opinions expressed on the following program are those of the host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the policy or position of Owen TV's management, staff, or board of directors. Hello, and welcome to About Town with Sarah Luxinger. I am your host, Sarah Luxinger, and today I have my guest, Amy Brown, with me. Hello, Amy. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Good, good. So, Amy is one of the bar managers over at Wine Social, um, along with her husband, Dave. I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen them uh, over at Wine Social. And you are also a nurse. Yes. Yes. All right. And you're on the COVID floor right now. Yes. Well, we will get into that in a little bit. But first, I would like to ask you, where did you grow up? So, I'm actually Canadian. I grew up in Ontario, Canada, uh, right outside of Windsor in Tecumseh. Uh, my family moved us here when I was in high school, and I lived in Ferndale for a long time, and then moved to Lake Grand about eight years ago. Gotcha. I didn't know you uh, grew up in Ferndale. My my grandmother, my nanny did oh, as well, many, um, many, many decades they ago. They call it fashionable Ferndale. I don't think it was fashionable Ferndale at that <laughs> point. Anywho, so what made you guys come to Lake Warrion? Actually, we I was pregnant with my third child, and we were outgrowing our home. So we started looking uh, for homes a little north, and uh, we never imagined we would be, we called it up north in Lake Warrion. Um, we were looking at houses. We wanted some property, and to be totally honest with you, I mean, this whole area has so many beautiful properties and with the lakes and the trails. Uh, we just knew that this was a good place for us. I ironically found a home. And when I told my husband, I want to go see it in Lake Green, he was like, that's like forever away. We're not going that far. And when he, when he saw the house, we actually, we fell in love with it. So we moved here, but um, all of our friends from our old neighborhood, every time they'd come to visit, they would pack like a, practically an overnight bag just to come here because they felt like it was going up north. <laughs> well, you know, my mother says the same thing. We're up north. However, I realize that we're basically just a half hour away from anything. I know it. I know. So uh, when you were in Ferndale, you guys owned a restaurant, correct? Mm-hmm. So we had a, a restaurant called Maria's Front Room. Um, we actually sold the restaurant in 2014, um, mostly because... Um, when we lived in Ferndale, we lived two blocks away from it. So you could walk there if you wanted to. Um, it definitely took a toll on our family having to drive back and forth, um, especially with a responsibility of having a restaurant. You have to be there all the time. And uh, we just knew that it wasn't fitting our family, and family comes first. So we decided to close and sell. My husband went back into sales, uh, which was his uh, first job prior to being in the restaurant business. Um I've always um, been in restaurants ever since I was, you know, a teenager. First job was in a restaurant. And um, I, I was a nurse, too, so that was kind of my fun job, working at the restaurant. But it was, it was nice to not have that responsibility anymore. And uh, we could just enjoy, you know, like Ryan, we're living as a vacation. And <laughs> we, we were out. We had our out. Gotcha. Um, so you were doing the restaurant thing, but you said you were also a nurse. So Tell us a little bit about the decision to go into nursing. Yeah. So I started my um, working career, I guess, if you will, at the age of you know, 15, um, bussing tables. 
And I've always been in the restaurant business, but I knew that I wanted to go into um, a, a job where I could help other people. It's um, Everybody has their gift, and it's uh, one of mine. I really enjoy helping others, um, serving others, really. And I was a medical, medical assistant first. Um, I worked at an urgent care. I loved it. I loved the excitement of it, but, but I wanted to know where the emergency people went after. So I decided to go to nursing school mainly because I wanted to be an ER nurse. I um, have been a nurse for 11 years. Um, I have uh, my bachelor's in nursing. And um, when I became a nurse, I immediately went to the ER. Six of my uh, nursing years have been in the ER. Um, and then I, I decided I wanted to make a move and uh, still stay in critical care. So now I'm in ICU. And currently, are you on a COVID floor? Yes, the COVID question. Yes. So um, I've been an ICU nurse. And for the past year, I've been an ICU COVID nurse. Um, we, our numbers are going down, which is good. So our hospital, I work at a local hospital. Um, our hospital now has our floor split in half. So we have patients that have COVID or are COVID positive on one half of the floor. And then the other half is our um, ICU patients that are negative for COVID. Um, but for a good, strong, what, 10 months, um, I was working with mainly COVID patients. How has the care um, you have to render changed pre-COVID versus now? Oh, my goodness. Um, it's much different. I, I always make the joke that after uh, we, we go into the world of not really having COVID patients on our unit, nursing will feel so much easier. <laughs> um, definitely um, the donning on and off of all of our gear takes up so much time in our day. Uh, just for the little things, um, I know the nurses work really hard on uh, the regular med surge floors, but our floor, uh, we have a lot of IV pumps running on our patients. Um, our patients have ventilators. Our patients have just a lot of equipment. And if anything is beeping, <laughs> you have to get your mask on, your gown on, your goggles on, your hat on, your booties on. Um, go into that room just to turn the pump off and get all of it off and sanitize and come out and that I cannot believe how much time that takes out of your day. So it's, it's very different. It's exhausting, actually, physically exhausting doing that. Um, the other thing is you find yourself very secluded. Um, you're with patients in a room by yourself. You talk to them a lot, even if they're on a ventilator. Um, you, it used to be where there's groups of you in and out of a room, and now you really try to not have too many patients, uh, or sorry, too many staff, in a room with patients at a time because you, you want to decrease their, you know, um, exposure rate. Gotcha. Um, the hardest part of COVID nursing at the beginning was the unknown. Um, I remember, I'll never forget it. I remember the first time, uh, one of my COVID patients, COVID positive patients had, um, unfortunately, uh, went into cardiac arrest and, uh, I had to do CPR and it was, uh, it, within the first week, that we all knew that COVID has hit hard in the U.S. And um, I was in the room, and I pulled the code button, and it was just me. And there's a window. There's physicians. There's staff. They're all looking in the window. It's like you're in a fishbowl, and you're thinking, are you kidding? Is anybody coming? And they, they motioned to me to, to pick up the phone, pick up the phone in the room. <laughs> I was, uh, it was just so odd. Now we've gotten much better, but nobody knew what to do. They didn't know how many people should be in there 
you know, during a situation like that, during CPR. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, another nurse had quickly gowned up, came in. That that probably two-minute pause of me just doing CPR by myself felt like forever because you're so used to, when you pull that code button, so many staff running in the room. Um, it was just odd. It was different. Uh, now we, we have uh, different ways that we we take care of those situations but um, it was scary it was scary for everyone involved Uh, the other thing that has changed my nursing um, is the connections with families I used to think that families were impeding traffic (laughs) in the hospital sometimes you know because there's a lot of them Mm. Uh, there's a lot of restrictions now I miss the families I miss them a lot I just miss seeing their faces when they're loving up on their loved one. I miss them massaging their loved one. I miss them reading stories, telling prayers, saying prayers, um, watching movies with their loved ones. Uh, there's just something, it's its something that you shouldn't have to go through as a family um, or as a patient. And there were a lot of restrictions about how many people could, or if anybody could visit. Mm-hmm. When were those lifted? Uh, are they still pretty strict about that they are really strict about it uh there was a time where absolutely not one visitor could come in uh and even during end of life and during end of life uh you were the person with that patient while they died you became family Mm. yeah we still are um now the way that we our restrictions have lifted i'm not sure about all the hospitals are our our hospital we allow one patient per I'm sorry, one visitor per patient for a non-COVID patient. So if you're there for just a random surgery, you're, you're allowed to have one visitor. Uh, and that's only between certain hours, two hours a day. And then for our patients that are positive for COVID, we still do not allow them to have visitors. Uh, if it is the situation that it's end of life, uh, you're allowed to have one person with you for end of life. Um, we have tablets. Uh, there was a team when COVID, when at the beginning, when uh, majority of our hospital were COVID patients, there was a team of staff that came around with an iPad um, and they would have appointments with family members so that the families could speak with their um, patient or the loved ones. But now we just as nurses use those tablets. It's, you have to really try to fit it into your day. You, you know, it's a busier day when you have a patient that's positive for COVID because, um, there's just, like I said, the on and off with all of the clothing, and um, you have to really try to decrease your exposure, but that doesn't always happen. And then you make appointments with your family members to do a Zoom call or a FaceTime. I have learned so much about technology. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. And uh, so now you do the Zoom meetings with families when your uh, patients are in the hospital? Yes. Sometimes a patient will be on a ventilator, and the it's just all about the families being there and seeing them and maybe um, talking to them. Uh, there's different thoughts that someone on a ventilator that is very sick can or cannot hear you. I always feel that they can, and uh, it's just really nice. It's nice for them to connect in some sort of capacity. Um, I, I recently had um, a family that had this Zoom call going. And they must have had about, oh, I don't even know, <laughs> probably 12 to 15 people on the Zoom. And my patient was really sick, and I swear it, he, it really lifted his spirits, and uh, he's doing better. I, I feel like those big, fun calls, they're like parties, you know, a little party on Zoom, uh, really help 
it really does help people get better. Yeah. Yeah. That personal connection. Mm-hmm. So how has this affected how you view your practice as a, as a nurse? Um, your your responsibilities, your your place in the whole medical field. What how does has this changed? I boy, so many things have changed uh, in my life when COVID became um, widespread in March. It was very confusing for me, for for any nurse really. Um, I work with nurses that don't have children. I work with nurses that do have children. I work with nurses that are able to send their children to families, to their family members. Uh, There was a lot in the hospital. The hospital had arranged for us to have a hotel stay at a very discounted rate nearby. When that happened, I didn't know what to do. Does that mean I'm I'm a bad person for going home to my family? Uh, Am I going to expose my children? Are one of my children going to get sick? My husband's going to get sick? Um, there was that confusion. You felt like a bad person if you went home to your family, but then you felt like a bad person if you rented a hotel room. I remember nurses feeling the opposite of I, me. You know, They did rent the hotel room, didn't see their kids for weeks. I know the nurses that sent their children to uh, in-laws or their you know, family's houses for weeks, months, didn't see their children, but via Zoom. I can't even imagine what that was like for them. For me, I remember uh, when... The weather was getting nicer, and there was the fear of the neighborhood. Kids want to play outside, mm-hmm. but they're not allowed to play with each other. You know, we c- you can ride on a bike, but make sure you're riding on the opposite side of the street <laughs> as your ch- friend riding on a bike. And and uh, in our neighborhood in particular, I do, I do remember uh, my daughter saying to me, well, um, we're allowed to play outside, but, you know, uh, a family in our neighborhood had mentioned, well, her mom works at a hospital as a COVID nurse. So that's scary. It's scary mm-hmm. to other people. Am I going to bring it to you? But in all honesty, I feel the safest in the hospital because we do have the resources that we do. You know, if you go to the corner store, you have a mask and that's simply what you have. Mm-hmm. But when we are exposed to patients we know that are positive, then then we have all of our gear on. Um, I think that it's definitely changed my nursing career in the regard of I won't I won't dare be careless. Um, I'm always going to try to protect myself the best I can. I will say there's a time during these past months where I've given up uh, emotionally on on wanting to be so protective because I'm scared that I'm losing connection with friends, family, community. Um, I know that there's reason that reasons that we needed to quarantine, but I also know how important it is to have those relationships. And um, you just got your second dose of the vaccine, correct? Yes. Congratulations. Fully vaccinated. So. And, um, well, thank you for, for doing that. Thank you for spearheading and being one of the first uh, line of defense with that. Uh, how, how are you feeling after the vaccine? Yeah. Um, some people say that they felt lethargic. I purposefully uh, made sure I didn't have to work the next day when I got my second dose because I was afraid of that. Um, but I think I may have felt a little drowsy, but that may have just been in my head because you're always listening to what other people right. are, are saying. Um, I did okay. Um, I'm really happy that I have it. I'm excited to move forward. I'm looking forward to more people having the vaccine and things opening up. I, will, I don't want to say getting back to normal because that, that's just 
a word that shouldn't be thrown around. I don't think what we were doing before was normal. I think that it had room for improvement. I think that, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I, I really, I think that, well, we have not on my unit had any patients with influenza this year, which is wild. And it's probably because we're all wearing masks and we're all hand sanitizing and we're taking care of, you know, um, social distancing. Um, I really think that moving forward, this is going to be a good thing. We're all going to, you know, watch the way that we cough into our sleeve rather than coughing into a hand. We're going to wash our hands more often. Uh, the basics that, you know, you tend to fall off the wagon. You got to get back on. <laughs> right. So what um, would you tell our listeners are like the three biggest things you should be doing to help prevent the spread of COVID? Oh, jeez. Okay. If there's more than three, yeah, lay it on. Uh, definitely hand washing. Uh, hand washing is such a big deal. Um, it, it was always a big deal, but now everyone really knows how important it is because you can touch surfaces um, and anything can be on those surfaces and uh, just simple hand washing, constant hand washing is really good. Um, and then for me, this is a big one for parents. I now realize how important it is with the, if you have someone in your family who is feeling ill, or if you have someone who's feeling lethargic, not going to the birthday party or not going to school that day. Mm -hmm. uh, before I was of the mindset of you, you push through it. You just push through yep. it. But it's definitely changed my perspective as a parent because you're really putting so many people at risk. Um, probably the third one I, I would have to say would be um, if a mask is required to, to wear the mask. I hope that we don't have to wear masks for you know years on years. But if a mask is required, there's a reason. Yeah. It must be working. Yep. Well, so we know how this has affected you as a nurse. Now, let's switch gears a little bit because I know a lot of people know Wine Social. That's like a social hub, yeah. no pun intended. Mm -hmm. um, how has this been affecting business down there? So a lot of small businesses I know, unfortunately, were not doing well because of COVID. And my heart aches and goes out to those small businesses that's I, I, I can't imagine. We uh, at Wine Social, we were so lucky. I say we as a staff, a team. We, we call ourselves a team. Um, we have a great team. And we, although we're affected because not many people went out during all the closures. Right. They can't. When things opened up a bit, when we were allowed to serve outside, we have such a wonderful space outside very lucky, especially in the summertime. Mm -hmm. uh, the park is right nearby. Uh, sometimes people, you know, would, would just sit just to kind of look out at the park and, and have a glass of wine. Or also in the wintertime, there's big the big fire out there, and then there's the heaters. So we, as a staff and a team, are very lucky to have that outdoor space. Uh, and, it, and really, the community was lucky to have somewhere to go, too, because... You can only sit by yourself for so long. <laughs> right, right. Um, well, my shop, Sarah's Bath Boutique, used to be right next door. We shared a common entrance. Um, I moved out. I moved down about two blocks north. Um, and you guys ended up taking over my space. I am so glad that you were able to use that space and 
expand. It looks beautiful in there now. Oh my god! I don't know if any of the listeners out there have um, have been into Wine Social or looked in through the windows, but you guys have been busy. Yes, uh, the current owners of Wine Social um, have all been working their tail ends off. They've been doing such a good job on picking out fun, um, you know, I don't know, just uh, making Wine Social its own um, identity, if you will. Um, it still has, I don't want to give everything away because it's, it's very exciting for when everyone comes in, but it still has that warm, cozy feeling, but now it has a couple wow factors. Um, it does. I was worried that when they broke down the wall to your, uh, to your space, that it was going to feel just too big and industrial and lose its coziness. But I feel that because of some of the cute walls that are still up and the little areas, it, it actually really made it a little more cozy. So yep. Really excited about that. Um, I'm really excited that the restrictions have been lifted for no indoor dining. Um, I'm probably going to kick myself in the rear end for saying this, but I'm a nurse, so I feel like I'm supposed to say you should still not go out. (laughs) But I'm also someone who works in our community in a small business, and um, I'm excited that people are able to go out. But now it's kind of like following the rules. Now that we're allowed to go out, we still need to follow the rules so that they, we don't get shut down again. Right, right. Um, because there's new strains coming in yeah. from Europe. So it is vital to still continue to wear masks when you need to and wash your hands. Yeah. Um, it's amazing how important something as simple as washing your hands is. It was funny because I, I saw a meme on Facebook and was like, now that we've got everybody's attention about hand washing, let's talk about left turn um, signals. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know what? Let's talk about those roundabouts too, right? I know. Um, but so what do you do as a bar manager over at Wine Social? Yes. Well, let me start with we... Remember back in our conversation when I told you how excited I was to get rid of the responsibilities? Yes. <laughs> uh, we do not own Wine Social, and that is a perk. Uh, we don't have those responsibilities necessarily that the owners do have, and and uh, they're doing a really good job, and I'm really thankful to work with such wonderful people. But um, we had our lifestyle where Dave was just working in sales. I was just a nurse, and I say just because – we were so used to doing restaurant and that, mm-hmm. uh, that it felt like we were on vacation all the time. <laughs> and then, uh, one of the previous owners of wine social came to my husband, Dave knew our past history with the restaurant and just kind of wanted him to help with some things. It, just helping with a couple things in the bar turned into him working one day a week then turned into, well, Amy has done baby showers, bridal showers in the past as parties. Maybe she can help. And in all honesty, we just started loving all of the people that came in. (laughs) And it's like our fun job that one day a week and one party here or there turned into us working there as, you know, full-time management team. It is really fun to be a manager with your best friend, your spouse. Uh, because we both have different talents, there's no way I could do it by myself. I don't know how people do run businesses by themselves. It's well, that's lot. because if my husband and I were running Sarah's Bath Boutique together, um, we probably wouldn't be talking to each other at the end of the day. Right. 
Actually, I always wondered, um, how you and Dave get along so well after working together. No, because Brad and I are both attorneys, and people are like, oh, what? Have you ever thought about practicing at the same firm or starting your own firm? N- no, no. Uh, one, we practice very different law. And two, no. <laughs> oh, goodness. But um, that might be personality. That might be a personality thing. But so how do you guys make it work? How, how do, You said that you have different yeah, talents and whatnot. Yep. So I am in charge of the staff in the regard of making sure that they receive all the schedule that they've requested, uh, making sure that someone's there, uh, making sure that payroll is accomplished every two weeks, making sure that everything is organized um, and, and clean. That those are, those are, that's what I choose to do. Those are my talents. That's my gifts. That's what I enjoy doing. Uh, Dave uh, is really good at um, making sure all of the inventory is up to date with uh, in the wines and the stock. And, and to be frank, he, he knows his wines really well. Um, and he has really good connections on, well, I'm sure both, most, most of our managers do, but on uh, what's the upcoming new wine for the season. Uh, so that's a lot of fun for him. It doesn't really interest me as much. Um, I, I like that he gets to choose those things, make the menu. And I liked it that he does all the ordering and the inventory. And then he is really good with uh, people. He's very good at socializing. I'm not as much. I, I may just go there. And oh, just, I don't know about that. <laughs> I may start like cleaning and doing duties. I'm, I, I, it, that's my downfall. I can't sit still, but Dave's really good at just talking to people and enjoying their company. He, rem- you know, he remembers everyone's name that walks in there and, and he remembers their drink. He's really good at that. Uh, <laughs> I, um, not saying I frequented there often, but yes, he always knew what, what I was moving on to. Yeah. So that's, it's together. We just do, we do a good job of it, um, especially because we still have our other jobs. So this, we call it our fun job. When it's not fun, we're probably not going to do it anymore, but <laughs> it's pretty fun right now. It's very fun because it's a good way to socialize with people, connect with people, um, get out of the house. And um, we're not spending money. Instead, we get to make money doing it. There you go. <laughs> well, I've been impressed with um, your creativity. I mean, you got the analytical side because of with your nurse training. But then, you know, the gift baskets you put together over Christmas time and um, your decorations for the baby and the bridal showers. I'm, I'm just I've always been so impressed by how gorgeous everything looks. So good for you. That's awesome. That's awesome that you have that creative outlook or output as well. Thank you. So that's really nice of you to say. Thank you so much. Well, um, I mean, I've, I've watched a lot of those parties go on over there. So, and I actually uh, bar- uh, borrowed, but I think Steve ended up popping the balloon. But you did these beautiful clear balloons with um, lights around them. And I borrowed one for Steve. We were doing the zombie walk. Steve's my great Dane. He used to be my shop dog, but... Now he's going through his terrible twos. So, and he's like 130 pounds. So he, he gets to stay home with, home. with dad because um, dad's working from home now. So, yeah. um, but for the zombie walk, I tied that around him and uh, it was very cute. You know, that actually, that decoration I can't take credit for because um, that was a party that the, the, the person that it was being thrown for had kind of asked for balloons like that. And I was able to, you know, help order them. But I will say that's the most 
fun part of my job is having someone come in and say, this is my vision. This is what I want my party to look like. And then getting to do it for them. Um, I like serving others. I like to be at their service and say, hey, I'm going to get that done for you. And it's going to be great. That's my most fun thing to do at Wine Social. Well, and you guys have hired some of the nicest wait staff. Uh, I feel like you guys got very lucky there. Just have a lot of good folks that want to work there. Um, I personally, have, I've enjoyed talking to all of them. Um, how, how, who, how do you think uh, people can best um, support Wine Social? Not only Wine Social, but just the downtown businesses right now. I do feel that now that everything's open, everyone can still go downtown and, and do it within reason, be very cautious. We're lucky to have the open sidewalks, the streets, the parks. Um, I think it's time for everyone to get out and go back into the shops, um, you know, support locally. Because there was a long time of everyone ordering things online, Mm -hmm. and it's not that easy to do it with local businesses. Although it was done, you still, it was a lot easier to do with big corporations. And you had to do that to be safe. So, Mm -hmm. So you can't blame anybody for that. But at the same time, now that we are responsible enough as individuals, as society, we're very well educated. I think that uh, we're doing a really good job with uh, the the city. I don't I don't know if you you know this because you're a business owner, but I don't know if a lot of public know this um, that the city uh, gives us hand sanitizer. They give us, us masks mm-hmm. to have for people. They're doing a great job. In the summertime, they had stuff out near the parks. Yep. Uh, we're very lucky to live somewhere where they're able to give us those resources. And I think that it's time that people get out and they start doing some shopping. It would be nothing to go to lunch at one of the local restaurants, go do some shopping, maybe stop for a glass of wine. You know, it's a fun day. It's actually, Mm -hmm. we have in this city, downtown, we have so much to offer. It's almost like if you were to go to a, uh, a tourist trap, right? They call it where, where you go and you get to walk around and visit all the shops and, and eat ice cream because we have an ice cream shop, right. we have a coffee shop and we have restaurants and all of the restaurants. I love our restaurants because they're so different. Mm-hmm. You know what I tell my husband all the time? I say, now everyone doesn't have to drive South. And he says, what are you talking about? I said, well, remember back in the day where if you wanted to go somewhere and be able to go to many places, not just one, you want to walk around a different town. There's different towns that have places where you can walk and maybe get a drink here and an appetizer there and shop here. We are that town. Mm-hmm. That's really exciting. Yes. Yes. And it's becoming more and more that way. Now that we have the open container, um, so you can go get a glass of wine and then go and get an appetizer somewhere and then go somewhere else. And yeah. it's all, it's okay to have open containers outside right now. Yes. Um, that being said, what would you like to see um, improved downtown? Mm, that's a good question. I, I feel like any improvements that I would have wanted done are already being improved. Mm-hmm. Probably the biggest thing for me is parking. I can't believe I'm going to say it. I hope everyone doesn't hate me after that. But really, you don't want to put parking spots because you're taking away land, but we are running out of some parking, which is a good problem. It's a good problem to have, but it is a problem. I know. And I, I know a lot of people feel the same way as you do about the yeah. parking. Yeah. Um, that, 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 get, that gets to be a little bit of a struggle, especially because we are one of the city that have 
the most fun festivals and events. Mm-hmm. And everyone from other cities want to come. Yes. So you can't really walk. You know, you can walk if you live here, but you can't really walk if you live outside the city. So right. I, I wonder how that, what that would look like down the road with some parking. I'm not quite sure, but um, I think that would be the only change for me. I'm really excited about how the city has done a good job on having garbage, you know, d- disposal areas. I don't ever see garbage on our roads. We do a really good job of that. Yeah. And then our parks are really clean. We're so lucky to have the trails. Oh my gosh, yes. that beautiful bridge that was built on the trail there. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Wow. I have. Yep. Wow. Yep. Um, I, I really, I think for me, that all the changes that have been taking place are, are wonderful changes. Uh, the two things I would probably like to see is some way that we could uh, have parking be easier or just uh, be- better for the, for the businesses, but then mm-hmm. communication. Mm-hmm. I think that it's important that our, our community is always aware of everything that's taking place. We have wonderful things going on. And sometimes I find myself talking to my neighbors and, and they'll ask me, oh, I, I didn't know that was going on in, in Lake Oregon. So probably we just have to be better at communicating things to each other. And um, Wine Social has an active social media presence, correct? We do. So if they want to see what's going up or going on over at Wine Social, people can look at your uh, yeah, we have a Yeah, we have a Facebook page that, that, you know, they say that social media is uh, hurtful and great at the same time, you know. I try not to go on social media, especially with everything that was happening during COVID. I tried really hard not to go on too much because it can definitely get to get to your brain. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's a great way for shopping. It's a great way yes. for, you know, finding out what's going on in the community. So, so that's a really, really good thing. Yep. Well, I um, did also want to thank you. Uh, myself and a couple other businesses have been trying to do like little videos and whatnot downtown and wine social and you have always been more than willing to be to participate. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Now um, is the time when I'm going to pick out three random questions to ask you. Okay. Um, and because these are, I'm throwing a curveball at you, I will let you pick out one to ask me. Okay. So let's do this. All right. Question number one. What is a favorite childhood memory? My favorite childhood memory. And I try to do this with my kids sometimes is uh, my dad is uh, like a snow. Well, he just loves the outdoors. He's a snowbird. Um, And this is something that everybody can do for free. Sometimes when it was snowing outside, he would take us in the middle of the night. He'd get us up and he would take us outside when it was super quiet and we'd go make snow angels and we'd play in the snow because nobody else was in the snow and there was no snow tracks and uh, it was just so peaceful and calming. And um, here, again, uh, living in this city, uh, it's really nice because we are north and we do get more snow than the average you know, cities closer to Detroit. Um, it is nice. I've been able to take my kids out and secretly go in the backyard and play in the snow when they should probably be sleeping for school. Well... I won't tell anyone. <laughs> All right. Who is one of your heroes or heroines? Yes. So this is going to make you laugh. I'm probably supposed to say someone who is real. But ever since I was younger, if you asked me, and you still to this day, if you ask me who my hero is, I will always tell you Mary Poppins because she's pra- practically perfect in every way. 
I love the thought of Mary Poppins just trying to help people and fix things and um, always tidy and neat. And I've always lived by that's just the way you live. You just keep things tidy, you keep them neat, and, and you have them uh, looking better than before you got there. I'm not particularly surprised that, that that's who <laughs> your hero is. All right, and the last one. What TV show or shows are you watching right now? <laughs> Might be guilty pleasure time. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> um, my husband and I um, have really gotten into Netflix. I never knew I was going to be a Netflix person, but we've uh, really gotten into Netflix. Netflix and we recently watched Breaking Bad which mm-hmm. I was huge before but um we we binged that and that's over with now but actually my my children and I uh, are doing this we do this all the time I don't know why we're doing it again we're starting all the way from the beginning of the Harry Potters and all the way to the end so that's what we do on our family nights we watch the Harry Potter movie and eat tons and tons of popcorn well that book came out when I was about third grade and so I grew up with it. I was like around the age of the kids in the book. So I am a big Harry Potter fan. So yeah. I can appreciate that. Yeah. Very much. And I'm glad that we're, you're putting it on or giving it to your, your kids as a, you know, something to do as a family. All right. So I've got numbers on here. Mm-hmm. I'll let you pick. Okay. I see a number nine. Let's do number nine. It says, what would you do if you won the lottery? Oh. I would start a fund for people who wanted to go into higher education. Oh, nice. That's a good one. Because I don't agree with putting the amount of debt that we have on kids. But that's only if I got like a $10 million lottery win. First, I would probably pay off the house and all that other stuff. But you know, if it was more than more than two million, we'll we'll just say that's the benchmark. We'll I would do a fund. Yeah, absolutely. I don't disagree. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to tell us about yourself? Anything interesting, hidden talent? Anything? No, I I mean I think I kind of. I guess your talents aren't necessarily hidden. I come on here talking about everyone's gifts. It is true, though. You should stick with the gifts that you have and try not to be gifted out of other people's gifts. And you should embrace that. And that goes for women and men. You know, so you should um, definitely look at your talents and, and try to enhance them and be so thankful that there are uh, people that surround you that have different talents because uh, it really does take a village. And we are so lucky to live in one. We're very lucky. Well, thank you so much for being the first interviewee on About Town. Um, and again, this is Amy Brown from Wine Social, and she's also a COVID nurse. Uh, excuse me, COVID nurse. Yeah. And just as a little aside, um, if you or uh, your nursing team or floor at a hospital is a COVID floor, um, like I did for Amy's floor, um, stop by Sarah's Bath Boutique, and I can put together some free... Um, soaps, lotions, et cetera, for your floor. I just need to know how many people and um, where I send it to. So I, I do have something now that oh. I just thought of that. I, I should I should tell you, yes, thank you for doing that. Oh, that is so wonderful. Absolutely. And there were a lot of businesses that reached out. And, and that's the wonderful thing about small businesses 
is they're constantly always fundraising and helping other people. And uh, we're very thankful. There's a lot of Lake Orion uh, smaller business, and they know who they are. And we're very thankful for them for the masks that they made and the meals that they provided um, because there was not a lot of time to, you know, go to a cafeteria necessarily because you were so busy. And it was really, it was really nice and thoughtful. And thank you for doing that, by the way. Well, thank you all small businesses who have been supporting our frontliners. All right. Well, I bid you adieu. And this is about town. Talk to you guys later.